To Big Time Basketball. Uh, this week, I'm going to be your host. Um, my name is Nathan, and we're here with Mete and Terry. What's up, guys? What up? How's it going? So, so this week, we're going to go over uh, Saturday's game. Uh, we'll recap what happened in round three. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NBA Finals and our outlook about it. And uh, we'll preview Tuesday's game. How does that sound? Sounds all right. Let's get it done. All right. So we'll start with um, the uh, last game on Saturday. Um, it was the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, big game uh, by the Bucks, especially by Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Uh, we'll start with you, Terry. What are your thoughts on this game by the Bucks? Well, this was the closeout game for the Bucks to clinch their ticket to the NBA Finals. And they basically showed you that it's not a one-man show. Uh, Giannis was the key factor to this team making it this far, but then uh, you also got to rely on your supporting cast, guys like Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. This is why you made a trade for Drew Holiday in the first place. He provides that defensive presence that Eric Bledsoe unfortunately did not. And that showed in this game, I believe. I think he had probably four steals, two blocks, something like that in this game. And they punched their ticket to the finals. Congrats to the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. It looks like that Drew Holiday trade is really working out. And uh, we'll move on to the Atlanta Hawks. They played pretty well, but um, and fortunately, it wasn't enough. Trey Young had a good game, uh, nine assists, but only 14 points. So, uh, Mete, uh, what are your thoughts on the Hawks game? Yeah, so uh, for the Hawks, I believe it came down to a couple things. Um, first of all, like you were saying, Trey Young played, but he wasn't uh, the Trey Young we know. I guess his ankle wasn't, I think it was his ankle, I'm not sure, but I think it wasn't 100% yet. So it showed as he wasn't efficient from the field. He only shot 23% and then uh, 0% from three. He shot six times and didn't make a single one. And uh, as a team, um, it came down to them missing their threes. They only shot 38% and they were 41% from the field. So I feel like they had to be more efficient. Uh, Kevin Horder had a rough game, who is a big con contributor for them. And yeah, it's just they weren't good enough on this day. Yeah, it was kind of um, unfortunate that they were they were so close to making it to the next round, but unfortunately um, they came up short. So we'll move on to the round three recap. Uh, we'll start with uh, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee basically took this in six games. Uh, they won 4-2. Um, we'll start with you, Mete. Um, what are your thoughts on the series? Yeah, so my thoughts on this series was it – pretty much went the way I thought it would. I believe I had Bucks in seven. I wanted to kind of show the Hawks some respect because uh, they've been like the surprise team this year. Um, no one expected them to make the conference finals. So I thought it'd be a long series and I was just off by a game. So uh, it pretty much went the way I expected, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, Trey Young being injured kind of through, I guess, through the series off by like a couple of games. Yeah. And I guess uh, we'll move on to you, Terry. Um, what were your thoughts on the series? Um, well played from both teams. Unfortunately, injuries is a big part of being a professional athlete. Uh, both star players had to deal with it. And I think I've said this in a few past podcasts, your best ability is your availability. And with that said, um, the Bucks had the better availability. Uh, they also showed that they aren't just a one-man show, as I said earlier. The key supporting cast had helped. Uh, Mike Budenholzer made the changes, and I honestly feel like I believe the storyline coming for him was, oh, if he doesn't make it out the first round, he's out of the uh, he's out of Wisconsin, and I guess everyone got proven wrong, and now he's probably going to get an extension. Yeah, I mean, the system that he set up it is pretty effective. It's just that. Um, the Bucks were kind of missing a couple of pieces to kind of help Giannis out. I guess the biggest criticism of the Bucks was that it was basically a one-man show, but um, the Bucks basically proved everyone wrong. Chris Middleton, he really stepped up. Drew Holiday really stepped up. Basically, the entire team stepped up, and now they're in the NBA Finals. And I guess we can move on to the Western Conference, and... This was basically another um, six-game win. Um, Phoenix was able to take the series 4-2 against the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, we'll start with uh, you, Terry. What are your thoughts on the series? Um, just in general, since we knew Kawhi Leonard was down with his injury uh, to his leg, it was a well-fought matchup when it came for the Clippers. Uh, Paul George, he did all he could to get two wins for the series, but unfortunately that wasn't enough. Uh, guys like, uh, you know, the Morris brother senior, he did his thing in this closeout game. Same with Reggie Jackson. I believe he had eight assists uh, during the night. Uh, you can't really fault him. I mean, they were missing Kawhi Leonard and you know how Kawhi Leonard is a big piece of this team. So unfortunately uh, they fell up short and Chris Paul and company, they booked their ticket to the finals too. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll move on to you, uh, Mete. What were your thoughts on the series? Yeah, uh, I think the series also went how I thought it would. I believe I went Suns and Six because uh, we were given news that the Clippers were, they feared that Kawhi had an ACL injury. So uh, after I saw that report, I just pretty much knew that Kawhi probably won't play again these playoffs so then without Kawhi it's just going to be hard for the Clippers to win as he's their best player and he's probably their leader so yeah uh well fought by the Clippers like Terry said but um the Suns were just healthier and they got it done whoops yeah I mean basically the the Clippers still played really well. I mean, um, Paul George, he's been he's had like a bad reputation of um, choking in the playoffs, but I think he's always been a good player. It's just that he was in the East in Indiana, and basically LeBron ran the East for the longest time, 
and then now he's finally in the West. And I guess people gave him the reputation that, oh, you just can't get it done um, in the playoffs. But um, Paul George was able to show everybody that he does, he is um, a playoff um, level player. He was able to um, help take the Clippers almost to the finals. Unfortunately, they kind of came up short against the Suns. I mean, the Suns were just so good this series. So um, it was a really good effort by the Clippers for sure. And with that, we'll move on uh, to the outlook of the NBA Finals. So as we said before, it's going to be the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, we'll start with you, Mete. Uh, what are your thoughts on the NBA Finals? All right. So first of all, I'd like to say that this is probably a matchup that not a lot of people were expecting. So that being said... I feel like it'll be a close series. I expect seven games. Um, I'm just wondering which way I'm going right now. And I think I just side with the Bucks right now because I like their depth more than the Suns. I feel like the Suns have a nice starting five, but outside of that, I'm not really the biggest fan of their bench. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if you're asking me, I'd go Bucks in seven. For sure. And um, I guess we'll move on to you, Terry. Um, how do you see the NBA Finals kind of looking? Um, as Menti said, this is the series that no one expected. I mean, for the West, I think everyone would have said maybe one of the L.A. teams would have been in the Western Conference or in the Finals. And coming out East, I believe everyone and their mother would have said the Nets. Uh, with that said, it's the series that we all want but don't deserve if that even makes any sense, uh, just to give the league some parity. Um, no one expected the teams, and honestly, I feel like it's going to be a seven-game series, just like Matthew said. Question is, what do you want more, or what storyline do you want to come out from this? Do you want the Disney story to come out, or do you want the, you know, the ageless veteran to finally get that one ring that he craves his whole career? And honestly, I feel like the Phoenix Suns might win this not just because of their bench, because when you realize when the series start coming to the finals, uh, the benches start to get shortened down from like 10 guys down to like seven, six, maybe even eight, if you're lucky. And I feel like the Phoenix Suns have a better six, seven man rotation compared to the Bucks for some reason. I don't know why, but if they want to win, they got to get these wins quick without Giannis on the court. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess that's kind of like what you guys said. Uh, basically, the Bucks are going to be trying to uh, fight the Suns and try to hold them off until Giannis comes in, and then they're probably going to make a push. So game one's probably going to be the most important game, or at least one of them, if not the most important. Whoever wins game one is going to have so much momentum. And... I guess uh, in terms of storyline, it's like both sides have a storyline. Uh, for Giannis, it was, um, and for Giannis and the Bucks, it was, um, they were, they always believed, you know, they were uh, NBA finals, even an NBA championship team. They tried in 2019, but uh, the Raptors and Kawhi were able to hold off the Bucks. 
And in 2020, um, the Heat were able to hold off the Bucks. So I guess there were kind of questions about um, are the are the Bucks just kind of like a regular season team that just can't do it in the playoffs, or are they uh, really a legit playoff contender? And this year they uh, proved that they can make it to the NBA Finals, and we might uh, see them win a ring. And I guess for Chris Paul, it's kind of the same story. Uh, well, a similar story in the sense that um, he was called like the point God for like so long. Um, he was always uh, one of, if not the best point guards in the NBA. And he's always tried to kind of um, finalize that by winning a ring, but um, it just hasn't um, worked out so far. Um, there was even the Houston Rockets versus Warriors series where Chris Paul got injured and that kind of played a little bit into a factor as to why they came up short. And uh, now he, there's an opportunity for both to kind of, um, I guess, show their worth. So it's really hard to kind of choose between the two. It's kind of like a toss up series. So I would just put like the, the Suns, but like, honestly, any team could win this. And I guess uh, with that, we'll move on to Tuesday's game. And um, starting in game one, the Phoenix Suns um, looks like they're favored to win by about six games. So uh, we'll start with you, um, Mete. Do you think that the Phoenix Suns will be able to uh, beat the Bucks by six points? Okay, so... Uh... I think the Suns should be winning, but I don't know if they'll win by six. Even if Giannis isn't playing, uh, like I was saying, I like the Bucks' depth, and I think they can keep the game close, especially uh, with you, uh, how you said um, game one is one of the most important games. I uh, believe in that, too, because you always see statistics in, like, playoff series. The team who wins game one is this likely to win the series and they're always uh, above 50%. So it's an important game and I think I'll be tight, but I see uh, Phoenix winning. So if you're betting spread wise, I'd go with the Bucks, honestly. And we'll move on to you, Terry. Um, how do you th- uh, see game one shaping out? Honestly, if Giannis is out, uh, go with the Suns at five and a half. So basically six points. Um, honestly, I feel like their team is more well-rounded, like just not on the offensive side of the ball, but on defensive end, they'll do a tremendous job. Um, having said that, you guys basically summarized it. Game one's the most important game, and the winner of this matchup usually wins the series. So uh, good luck to any of the teams. Yeah, I think that the Bucks are going to do better than, I guess, what most people are thinking. We've seen um, the Bucks against the Hawks. Uh, Giannis was injured in that series, but the Bucks were able to clutch it out against a Hawks team with Trey Young in the lineup. Granted, Trey Young was injured, but he's still a really good player, even, even when he's injured. So I think the Bucks did a really good job against the Hawks. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be enough to put the Bucks over the Suns in game one, but this is basically a must-win game for 
the Bucks. Um, if the Suns take uh, game one, it's going to be a huge advantage and they're going to be um, almost fighting for their, their lives every game. But I still think the Suns can take this, but I feel like the Bucks can cover if that makes sense. And uh, that about uh, wraps up to Tuesday's preview. So I guess we can kind of move on to, I guess, final, any final uh, thoughts about either just kind of um, the playoffs or the NBA in general. Uh, we'll start with you, Terry. Um, just to summarize the season, it's kind of hard because, I mean, so many things that went on. Uh, if we're just trying to summarize things that happened in the postseason, um, we can easily say that guys like LeBron and Kawhi Leonard, they don't really punch a ticket to the finals, if you get what I mean. Um, it all depends on the guys, uh, I wouldn't say injury rate, but it would more be like your availability. Your best ability is your availability, as I said. Um, these two teams were the more healthier teams uh, coming out of the semi-conference matchups and their finals conference matchups. And it results in them getting the chance to play for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. With that said, I mean, both of the storylines going in, Monty Williams and Chris Paul, can they finally get it done from their time in New Orleans? On the other side, you got Giannis. Can he finally get that Disney movie written in uh, print now? Uh, and that's honestly what I got to say. And uh, Mete, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, so for my final thoughts this season, it's been a pretty hard one since you guys know, uh, or everyone knows, um, the state of the world uh, with COVID. I feel like NBA did a great job, even though it was really hard for them to uh, get these games done, especially uh, if you guys remember, even um, Kevin Durant, I think it was against the Raptors. He was playing. They pulled him out mid-game because they were scared. Uh, I think he was in close contact with someone, so they pulled him out. And, like, it's been a frustrating season. I know fans were really mad, but you got to consider everyone's safety. And so uh, considering that, I think Adam Silver and the NBA did a great job. And for the finals, my final thoughts, honestly, uh, I'm not a fan of the Bucks or the Suns or anything, but I know I said I expect Bucks to win, but um, I just would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. I mean, uh, I'm not a fan of his, but like, honestly, I respect him. And uh, a lot of people these days, they're like, oh, I don't like this player because he doesn't have playoff success or he doesn't have a ring or he's not good because he doesn't have a ring. And I hate that argument because it's a team game. Uh, it's just not up to one guy to win the game. And so it would just be really nice to see Chris Paul, who's really deserving of a ring and recognition to finally win one. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of storylines on all sides. I mean, we said it already with the Bucks. There was kind of Budenholzer's uh, reputation as a coach he's is he just a regular season coach or is he a legit coach who can take you all the way to the NBA finals and possibly a ring there's kind of the storyline with Giannis is he is he um uh really legit 
and are the Bucks in general legit? I think that they've um, proved that so far. This isn't just like a one-man show. And hopefully they'll be able to do their best. And I guess even um, with the Suns, there were, there's like a lot of storylines going on. Um, you mentioned Chris Paul. Um, and I guess it's kind of unfortunate that if you don't get a ring, you don't get much respect. We see with Charles Barkley all the time, he was an amazing player, but he gets clowned on all the time just because he doesn't have a ring. But if if he had one ring, he would be looked at like completely differently. There's like so many players um, out there like that, like even like Car- Carl Malone. He's another player with um, all t- all time. He's like an all time um, uh, stats player basically and just because he didn't win a ring he gets looked at like completely differently so i guess it's just like one of those things where it's like you can do all these things on the court but if you don't win a ring it's like completely different even um players like pistol pete if i remember uh, correctly i don't think he ever won a ring he was always like one of arguably one of the the flashiest players in the seventies. He was like one of the best players in the league possibly, but it just didn't um, really work out. He wasn't, they weren't able to kind of build a team around him that would help him win. So he like just being, just being like the best in terms of like your, your talent just doesn't really seem to be enough. And I guess in general fans eyes. Nathan, you're showing your age by saying Pete Maravich, eh? But I'm just going to summarize what you just said. Um, we're in a social media age. I mean, we're always going to have these barbershop-type talks of who's going to be the greatest of all time. With that said, people are always going to bring up rings because it's the first thing that comes to people's minds, to the casuals and hardcore fans alike. And... Unfortunately, some players are recounts. Sometimes that doesn't just complete the player. For example, Robert Ory, he has seven rings. Bill Russell, 11 rings. Yet we don't consider them the greatest of all time, if you get what I mean. Having said that, there are guys that even have like one rings and no rings that we have so high up in our stand is just because of what they brought to the game. And at the end of the day, whether Chris Paul or Giannis have a ring or not, we'll go back and say this guy brought so-and-so to the game and this guy brought so-and-so to the game or changed the game for another generation. And that's honestly what I got to say. I don't know if you got anything different or anything else to add, but be my guest. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about that. I completely agree with you. Nathan, carry it away. Yeah, well, I guess I was um, going to say, I guess, speaking about legacy, um, it's kind of um, interesting that um, Devin Booker is also one of those players that um, he was compared to Kobe when he was um, a younger player, just in terms of his scoring ability. There are a lot of young players, um, I guess, back when Kobe was in his uh, retiring days, there were so many people uh, I guess there are players that we were kind of looking at um, are they going to be the next Kobe and I guess um, Devin Booker is finally um, going into the role not necessarily as like literally the next Kobe but just um, 
I guess, a shooting guard who's he has really dominant scoring, and when he's on fire, you just don't really see how you can beat him. Here's one thing I don't like about like the whole comparison thing. If you compare a player, especially when they're like coming one year out of college or whether it be a four-year player out of college, it's just either capping you or you're putting a player at too high of an expectation. I mean, we already said Devin Booker or the media is saying Devin Booker is going to be the next Kobe Bryant. Saying that is just going to, I mean, it can demoralize the player when you think about it. Devin Booker is just going to be Devin Booker at the end of the day. He's going to take some things out of Kobe's arsenal, yes, but then he'll put his own flair to it. Just like how the next generation will do something to the big man position that we haven't seen in the last generation. Same goes with guys like that have that number one overall draft pick label. Putting or comparing him to some other player isn't going to help his career. And there's only going to be a select few that are always going to be the higher echelon of the league. And if we put that label on every single player that's first overall, we're not helping their careers at all. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, Mete, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with Terry. I don't think, uh, I don't really like the comparisons too, but at the end of the day, the game of basketball is being played for almost a hundred years now. So when you have so many players, uh, there's going to be players who play similar. And so then you're going to start comparing them to others. So you can see where people are coming from. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like, um, mainstream. Not, not not like mainstream, but like as like kind of like a media guy or an analyst in general, it's kind of it's an easy shorthand to kind of give players a benchmark of how good they could be. Like for example, when LeBron was coming um into into the league when he was like a young player, you could either like for example give like really in depth analysis. You can kind of look at how he sees the floor and how he complements the other players. And some players, like some fans might understand that, some fans might not. Or you could just give kind of like the easy answer, oh, he's Magic Johnson, but he's more athletic. And like it's it's kind of, kind of just like one of those things that's like, um, especially like if you didn't like see um, LeBron's like high, high school games, you might not necessarily um, know what he's about. So it's just an easy kind of, I guess, shorthand. So I guess, what do you guys think about that? Um, something on to what Menti said, I agree with him because there's always going to be an old head that wants to watch basketball again. And if you compare him to someone in the 90s, like, I don't know, Kim Olajuwon saying he has a great post game like him, he might come back to watch sports just for that one guy that's coming into the league like that. And I kind of understand the whole comparison compare and contrast type of thing when it comes to players. But um, honestly, if it, for any purist of the game of basketball, I mean, you would love to hear the analytics behind it, but we don't always have enough time for that. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of like unfortunate because like there's just so many good player, players out there, players that have played such a long time ago and not everybody kind of remembers them. But the older fans who watch them do, and then there's like kind of the younger generation that there's uh, people who are like 
uh, I guess, younger than us who are just starting to watch these players grow and develop. So I guess part of the um, whole thing about the NBA is how do you cater to the fans who have been watching for a really long time and how do you kind of, um, I guess, bring up a, a new, I guess, generation of fans with a new generation of players kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I guess, uh, Mete, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, not really, honestly. You guys were, you guys made great points, and I pretty much agree with all of them. I, I guess, uh, sounds good. <laughs> so, I guess that brings us to the end of this week of Big Time Basketball. Um, if you enjoyed watching us, you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Um, give us a review, give us kind of your thoughts on the playoffs on round three. Um, who do you think is going to win the finals and just your thoughts on kind of how the NBA has been going on in general. If you like listening to us, um, we're on Spotify, we're on Google podcasts, we're on Apple music. You can definitely give us a follow there. Um, if you need sports picks, um, you can follow us at fan fan podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, and, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.